It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Auburn Tigers lose a close one on the road. What happened? What could have gone different? We tell you on today's Locked On Auburn. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Joining me after every single Auburn football and basketball game is Daryl Daprich. And welcome on into the Henry Service Company post-game show. Be sure to give them a call for all of your HVAC, electrical, or plumbing needs. 334-288-2700. Alabama, or I'm sorry, Auburn drops this game to Tennessee. Daryl, 46-43. to and what could have been worse and what could have been much better. I mean, Auburn started 8-0 in this game, 8-0 run. And then after that, it was pretty much all, all Tennessee. The, the stretches where Auburn just couldn't do anything, Daryl, was devastating. Going 10 minutes without scoring, just about, at the end of the first half, without scoring against the number two team in college basketball, that's, that stinks. You can't do that and win. No, I mean, you know, let's look at this. You shoot 24% from the field, 11% from the three-point line. Yep. You get out-rebounded by about four or five, and you only lose by three to what at the time was the number two team in the nation. They're not. Um, they got beat already by Florida, and looking at this game from an eyeball test, they're not. But And you still have a chance with the three in the air to tie at the end, and that's because Auburn, give them credit in one aspect, they played really, really good defensively. They did. I mean, they they limited. They had to, or they would have gotten blown out of of the arena. Um, I think yeah. a couple things that were disappointing. Shot selection. We're used to that. I mean, all year, like I said last week, just, Auburn is who they are at this are. point. Yeah, it was right. it was horrific. So, right. you know, and but I was a little disappointed with what I consider to be their physical toughness tonight um, or today. 
I think that Tennessee has a reputation of, of being very physical with you and allowing, you know, they try to bully you a little bit, those screens, you know, some of the, what, what uh, Plavich did, some of that stuff. I don't think Auburn, I was disappointed with the mental toughness and the physical toughness on the glass. They let Tennessee have their way and get yeah. real physical and Auburn didn't kind of push back. And I think Cardwell not playing tonight, we would have never thought made that much of a difference. He's physical. He's big. He's strong. He's intense. He's emotional. Yeah. You know you bring it inside when he's playing. You know, th there's something he lets you know about it. Not having him down low to kind of counter that physicality off the bench, even with 15, 20 minutes, I think hurt Auburn today. Uh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, total rebounds. Tennessee wins that one 47 to 42. But total shots, Daryl, I mean, you just look at it. In a, in a game that came down to the last shot in regulation, Tennessee shot it eight more times than Auburn. And yeah. that's 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 the difference here because of the offensive rebounds. I mean, it's, yep. it, it, it they got more possessions, they got more second chance points. I think they had, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 second half, second chance points. If you just cut that in half, just cut that in half. That's not even being you know unrealistic. Auburn wins the game from you know, but again, Tennessee didn't shoot it well either. I mean, so I mean, they Auburn was in the game because Tennessee Tennessee played. Uh, didn't, didn't shoot the basketball, but they seemed to kind of get an understanding of who they were. Right. And they were two of 21 from the three point line. Auburn was three of 27. If you're, if you shoot it that many times from behind the three point line and it's not going in, at what point do you quit being so stubborn and say, it ain't working. I got to get to the foul line, which was working. Yeah. Or I got to get it to broom. You know, I got to get it down low. Auburn consistently was stubborn and kept shooting the threes. I think Tennessee at one stretch during the game went away from that because they realized it was killing them. So, I, I mean, we're seeing a lot of comments. I was getting ready to go live with you. I didn't see the last shot in the air. We're seeing a lot of comments that it should have been a foul, and I don't know. I mean, again, at that point. Yeah, I, I think almost every shot that both teams took should have been a foul. Yeah. I mean, it was a physical basketball game. Um, and – I mean, you just got to know, like, they're probably not going to call it. And they're probably not going to call it just based off of the way that everything went. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, what was was the game called consistently? No. But, like, if you're Auburn, you got, you got to play with that. You got to figure that out. Um, it will kill you. It will kill you against a team like Tennessee. Yep. If the officials allow that style of play to go on. Now, again, if it's consistent for both sides, you live with it and adjust. Meaning, oh, wow, we're getting pushed around. They're not calling it. Maybe we should freaking push back because they're not calling it. That's the disappointing part to me. Mm -hmm. So if if the officials are, are are tight, like they may be at Neville Arena when Tennessee comes to Auburn, and not letting Tennessee get away with the physicality and the physical play, that kills Tennessee. That absolutely – they did that against Arizona and the Arizona the, in, in Tucson, and the officials did not allow Plavich and those guys to get away with that crap. They called it, and they called it early, and it hurt them. I think it hurt him against Florida. So you got to adjust to how the officials are calling the game. They're, they were letting them play, both sides play. Mm -hmm. So you've got to you've got to match that level of physicality if the wet refs are not blowing their whistle. If they are blowing their whistle, it kills Tennessee. It, it does. You're right. Because, I mean, that's Tennessee's game. That's what they're good at. Because yep. they're on a slump right now where they're not shooting well. We talked about that earlier in the week when they got upset by Florida. But, like, 
just the shooting of the, our team. I mean, Wendell, two of 10, Jalen, one of 10. You never see that. Janai, five of 13. We're used to seeing him go eight of 13, nine of 13, right? Usually a pretty efficient scorer. Zep only shot it once. Allen, three of 11. KD, two of six. That's become kind of a normal stat line for him. He got to the free throw line eight times. Good for him. But then, like, Trey Donaldson, 0 for 1. Chris Moore, 0 for 1. Yoan Treyor, 0 for 1. Lior Berman, 0 for 1. Like, it was very top-heavy as far as shooting attempts, and the guys that we need to score consistently did not score consistently, Daryl, and it just, there was nobody to go to at the end. Yeah, and you know going in that, that Tennessee is elite defensively. They've got the number one defense in the country. Now, is that because of the style they play? And, you know, obviously they're allowed to be physical and have their way. I don't know. But I know this game was there for the taking if Auburn just could have shot mediocre. Mm. I mean, just like you said, a couple of those guys that normally um, give you a little bit more, if they would have given a little bit more. I think there was a great great, uh, comment where someone talked about KD turning it over, and then the next play was the four-point play from Vescovich. yeah, Cody, that that's exact <laughs> that's good. I mean, you don't want to go down to one single play, but in a game that ended up being a three-point game, those little things turn out to be huge. And so we got to get that cleaned up. I that's undisciplined low IQ basketball yeah. and it, it gets you beat. I mean, when other things aren't working for you and you know you're struggling shooting the basketball and you're playing a team that's really good with defensive efficiency, you can't afford brain cramps like that and that's what happened and so i don't know i i just i'm frustrated because i want to see our basketball iq be higher i want to see things happen well, that and it's the we, people, we can control it's the players that have been here for a minute too that are doing this it's not like it's freshmen yeah that are just i mean we're, we're not really playing any freshmen i mean how many minutes did trey play like not not me i mean we're just not playing freshmen and so we should be making better mistakes and there the turnovers were down right i think that, i think we turned it over 11 times i think is what yeah. i saw like yeah that was fine bad. like most times i'll take that that's okay but uh yeah trey played 6 minutes and trey or played 8 9 so yeah it's just these are upperclassmen that we're talking about it's just they don't look they don't look like upperclassmen and it's It's frustrating. I mean, we just go from a team where, like, last time we did this, Daryl, we're talking about Auburn scoring 94 points against Georgia, and then to this, it's like, okay, they put up 43 points on the road. Like, yeah, I I get the, I I get the different different uh, ends of the spectrum. Georgia's not a bad defensive basketball team, so putting up 94 on them, but you know, and I and I get Tennessee's an elite defensive basketball team, but for the love of God, elite and score 43, score 50. Score 55, that's still low, and you win the game. I mean, it was there for the taking because of the way Auburn played and how Tennessee has been slumping shooting. But, again, I I think I'm just more disappointed with the overall mentality of feeling like, you know, they pushed us around and we just took it. You know, we didn't – We didn't. I I just don't feel like the we matched the physicality on rebounding and some of the things that happened from that standpoint. And, again, if the the officials are letting it go – then you got to match that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Felt very much like the Northwestern game. We were just, we won that one and we lost this one. That's really what it felt like. And in the same way, like even against the Northwestern game earlier this year, that was a total disaster. 
it still always kind of felt like Auburn was in control of that, even though it was close. This was the other way. Auburn would be within like two points, I think, with like three or four minutes left. And it's like, there's, I just never felt like we were going to like surge ahead. I feel like yeah. something very fluky would have to happen for us to take that next step in this game. Like it was consistently single digits, Daryl, but it just felt like, it just felt like this massive hill that our guys had to climb. And it's just, it just, they never, they never did it. Yeah, that's a great point. You never felt like there was a run in us. Like, yeah. the, okay, we've got it to two. Can we get on an 8-0 run? Because it had that happened, had Auburn made one run, one sustained run, other than the early in the game when they went up 10-2. Right. If When Auburn got it cut to two or three, if they went on an 8-0 run, I think they could have won this basketball game. But the way they were playing defensively, they could have locked it down and held that lead. They just could never get, it over, the, get over the hump. And then the four-point play – was disastrous because you have a chance to go and get it to take the lead, and instead you're down mm. four. And so I, it kills you. It absolutely kills you. And I don't know, again, what you're going to have to do to get that corrected. It, it, you know, Bruce Pearl is a phenomenal basketball coach. He knows what he's doing, but yet he keeps running the same people out there that keep making the, making the same mistakes in crucial parts of the game. I don't know what the deterrent is. I, I don't know what you can do to kind of – avoid those type of things happening. I, I think you don't give everybody a green light. I think that's it. But like, that's Bruce's thing. So like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see that, but just the shot selection. Somebody said it at the start of the broadcast. I don't, I can't scroll up that far to see it, but there's no excuse for going three of 27 from three. I'm fine with you going three of 20 from three. Exactly. But don't stop. take the last seven. Stop. And, you know, again, I, I hate to say it because I know he's a friend of the show and he's a leader, but we got to get more from Zep. These these empty stat lines have got to stop. I got to just call a spade a spade. Yeah, He's supposed to be bringing more to this basketball team right now, and he's giving us zero. Zero. And as a mm -hmm. senior leader that's 25 years old, he needs to start bringing more to the table because three empty stat lines in a row in three games is killing us right now. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We will take your questions, comments, and concerns in the live chat in just a moment. Uh, but, Daryl, look, we heard volunteers a lot. And you're never going to volunteer for something bad to happen, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, or electrical. You're just not. But when something does happen, you need to call our friends at the Henry Service Company. You can call them at 334-288-2700, Alabama license number 00021. Daryl, you use them for both your uh, your residence and your your business, and especially with your, on your business, you're running a lot yes. of big big machinery, and um, you trust those guys with uh, with keeping that running. You have to. I mean, servers. Think about just computer server rooms has to be a certain temperature. The machines that we run have to be at a certain temperature. They can't overheat. So, how crucial is it to have somebody to come out here like on notice and get? Make sure that that stays where it needs mm -hmm. to stay. It, it can be very detrimental to our business. Yeah, it doesn't matter what day it is. They've got you covered. 334-288-2700. License number 00021. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Few folks responding to what you said about um, about Zepp pointing out that he's out of position and he was really good at what he did last year as far as being the catalyst. <laughs> and, I don't care uh, that he's out of position. He's been out of position all year and he found a way to contribute offensively earlier in the year. It's this stretch now that I'm talking about. And I get it. I, I've always talked about how I wanted him to shoot the basketball more. I yeah. think he could help us more offensively, but you know, he's, he found a way to contribute and still not have empty stat lines by playing the two, but the last three games um, it's just, it, it, it's hurting, especially when he's a starter. And I get defensively how well he's played uh, defensively on the ball, mm-hmm. but, but empty stat lines, man, it's like you're running four out there on their five. When you get empty st- stat lines from your starter. I'm with it. And especially at the two, I just, I don't know why we don't ever see him at the one. I still don't get it, Daryl. I just don't get it. I would it. And, much and I understand... rather see him at the one. I think it would con- do wonders for his confidence, for mentality. I think he would just be like in a different realm because he would be like, okay, I'm more comfortable. He'd go to the rim more. He'd distribute. I don't know. I don't know why. But again, I can't second guess a guy that's, you know, that coaches the, the way Bruce Pearl does. But I can lay out facts and just wonder. What's going on that you know he's not? I, I just I just don't see it. I, I'm I'm struggling with that. Where are you on Alan Flanagan right now? I mean, just the hot and coldness of him. Yeah, we, we talked about the hot and coldness of, of Wendell too, but I think we just kind of knew like that's what Wendell Green is. Is like sometimes he's going to pop for twenty and make it look easy, and then sometimes he's going to shoot it ten times and to go two of ten and it looked difficult. But fortunately, he got those two threes, which was great. One of those that kept Auburn in at the at the end there, but still like the Alan Flanagan run right now. I just, I just want some sort of consistency from Alan because if he played like what his average game has been since conference play starts, like we win, we win tonight. Yeah. got nine. What's the average in conference play about 12. I don't, I don't know what it is. It seems higher than what he did today. Right. Yeah. He got nine points, eight rebounds, one assist. He was three of 11 from the field one of six from three and hit both of his free throws. Not a bad stat line, but not a stat line. You got to get him. You got to get more from him on the road to win against the number two team in the country. Meaning, you know, just doing average or status quo when you go on the road and try to steal one against a good team, can't do it. You got to, you got to elevate a little bit. And so I would have liked to seen him in the 14, 15 point range and it could have made all the difference. Yeah. Um, Scandalous says, I just don't understand how some of last year's playmakers have seemed to regressed. I don't know if they're actually regressing. I just don't think they have two NBA players next to them. To take some of that uh, pressure off when Jabari's getting double teamed and Kessler's cleaning up your misses with putback dunks or all you got to do is lob it up close to the rim. I mean, look, Kessler, <laughs> offensive putbacks and and the kind of stuff that he did on the offensive glass with follow-ups and him being such a big rim protector, getting blocks and leading to transition baskets the other way, that that yeah. all matters. And then Jabari being able to hit threes when you need them and going to the back. I mean, it does. It's a big difference because it takes pressure. When you've got to step up and be the guy when two stud ponies leave, sometimes people are not able to handle that. They're, they're better playing in somebody's shadow. They're more comfortable. There's less pressure. They excel. 
That's yeah. what we're seeing right now. And, you know, thank goodness for Broom. Because, I mean, I know Broom only had 11, but he went out, he had nine rebounds. And I just, I think he gets killed physically. I think it takes a toll throughout the basketball game how much he gets pounded on. Yeah, those 32 minutes aren't yeah. just 32 minutes. No, right. he's getting physically pounded on for 32 minutes. So I don't, I mean, he's helped, you know, but I got to, I got to see more from Jalen Williams. He's a guy that we thought was one of the three headed monsters that could average double digits. One of 10. You know, one of 10. Get get to 10 points, Jalen. For goodness sakes, get 10 points tonight. I'm not asking you to score 30. Get 10 points, six above what you scored, and it could be a difference in a game. All those little things that we needed a little bit more out of a couple different people, they were invisible, invisible. And that kills you on the road. And I just don't know. I mean, again, that's, that's a letdown to me. Four points? Are you kidding me? On a guy that Bruce said, we're going to run the offense through him? Yeah. Four points. Get 10 and we're talking about a W. Well, and I, that one, wasn't that our first make of the game? That hook? Yes, yes. So we went 0 for 9 after that. And then and then they got him going to his right, did a great job with scouting, changed the way they were guarding him and made him keep going to his right, and it was just non-existent. Yeah. Non-existent. I mean, I you know, we could sit here and talk. I mean, there's just there's just more people that just need to get that Auburn needs to get more from. And all right, let's I look, let, let, let's touch on the let's touch on the glass half full. Crawl Daddy, great point. Tennessee only scored 45 points. Yeah, great defensive effort. I mean, if you would have told me <laughs> Tennessee's going to score 45, I'm like, wow, Auburn's going to win by 10, right? I mean, I, I would have taken that all day long. But doesn't that frustrate you more? Yes. I mean, the, the, the fan that put that up there, that should be even more of a frustration level for you because they did only score 45 or 46, and you got beat. 46. It was there for the taking. That's why it should even be – I mean, I get it if, if Tennessee came out, shot lights out, hung 72 on Auburn, but they didn't. They scored 46, and you couldn't win the basketball game. Yeah, I mean, if, if you just shoot anywhere close to – what were we for the game? 23% from the floor, 11% from three. Like, if you, if you make a quarter of your shots, you, you defeat handedly the second – best team in college basketball right now at their house yeah and it's just i, I mean i'm kind of with you it's like 46 points like dang we should have won this game and i guess it's if you quit and, and part of that is if you just shoot it a little bit better by shooting less threes i think those there there's they they correlate when you realize that you can't throw it in the ocean then shoot less of those and your shooting percentage will go up therefore giving you more points Therefore, letting you have a chance to win the game late or get to the line. Nine. And that's of the problem. Ten shots were from three. Jalen was zero for four. And Jani, look, Ziggler Zig doesn't need to shoot a three. That's weird. I don't know why he did that. Maybe he was just tired of getting banged up inside. I don't know. Yeah. Zet missed his. Uh, Flanagan went one of six. He shot six threes. Daryl Allen Flanagan shot six threes. And then Katie missed all of his because, I mean, just... Wendell, here's the other thing. We've talked about how, I mean, Vescovy and um, Ziegler only combined for like 10 points. So Auburn did a great job not letting guards go off on that. Well, yeah, that's because right. Ziegler's 5'9". 
I mean, you know, he's not, but he's 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 small. So Auburn doesn't struggle with small quick guards. Well, Wendell Green finally had a guy that he could take. Now I get it, Ziggler's quick, but he's not taller than Wendell. So Wendell, I think, could take him to the basket and not feel like he's getting a shot block. Why do you settle for nine threes when you have a Smurf guarding you? I, I don't I don't get that. I mean, you have a, a a little guarding you, and you just chuck it up from three point land like like you got a six four dude on you. That's yep. what I'm talking about with basketball IQ. It is it is frustrating. Know better. Know that. Take what the defense gives you. Oh, I got a guy on me that's shorter than me. I'm going to take him to the basket. I, it's frustrating. The lack of discipline and the lack of basketball IQ. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Where are we in these standings now? Let's see. I think we're solidified. I don't. I think the team that's. I think Auburn's tied for. For for no, I think they're by themselves for third because A and M and Tennessee are tied for second, and I don't know how close Missouri is. Missouri's got two losses or three losses in the conference. Look that up. We're if fourth right now, but a lot of people are playing games today. So see, that's the key. You can't let Missouri jump you and get in that four spot, and let it be Missouri, A and M, Tennessee, and Alabama going into the SEC tournament. You need that double buy. So that Missouri game is going to be big. That A and M game is going to be big. You just have to. Stay in the top four. Yeah, right now we are um, seven and three. That's updated, right? Yes, we yeah. are seven and three. Yeah, uh, and Missouri's five and four. So Missouri won't oh, okay, good. today. And Missouri plays at Mississippi State tonight. So you got to pull for Mississippi State if you're an Auburn fan for a couple reasons. A, Auburn's already beat Mississippi State. So let Mississippi State keep winning, who's gone on a pretty impressive win streak because that net, get that net up, and then get Missouri two games behind Auburn in the loss column. Yeah, and then you've got Kentucky. If Kentucky, Kentucky. wins today, they'll be um will be tied with Kentucky. Because they have they I have only not like. three lo- they have three losses in the mm-hmm. conference. Okay, yeah, yeah six that and three. Yeah. They play Florida tonight. They'll win that game, I think. They play that in Rupp, I believe. Yeah, so great. yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think we're going to be a five or six seed when it's all said and done, Daryl. Unless something dramatic changes, and it could in the, in the conference. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I I think if Auburn gets to the four seed, I consider that to be achieving what what was realistically for them. And all I right, think, let, let's do this you know, moving forward. Okay. okay. And in the chat, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight games left. In the chat, eight. share what you think the record is in our last eight games. Okay. I'm going to say four and four. I'm, I'm sticking with Auburn's going to go 11 and seven in the conference. Okay. They're going to, right. they're going to well, split the last eight. Okay. Well, let's go through that. So at A&M okay. midweek, they win, they win that game. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think it's very, very hard to sweep a team. That's a good basketball team. Auburn's not a great basketball team, but they're not a bad basketball team. I think it's hard okay. to sweep a team. That's a decent basketball team. So I think Auburn wins that game. All right. Host Alabama. Win. Week from today. It's going to be a game day. Win. Okay. You host Missouri. Win. You go to Vanderbilt. Win. Okay. So that's four. No. You got us losing the last four? Well, Uh, I mean. Hosting Ole Miss. No, I'm sorry. Ole Miss is bad. You're right. I'd like to reach. I'd like to change my. Uh, I think right, so, that, so we're we're at five and zero. Oh. You got us going win the let, next five. Let's at, say this at, at Kentucky. Hold on. Let's finish at, this one. At, at okay. Kentucky, that's a loss, right? Loss. Yeah. At Alabama, that's a loss. Loss. And then you host Tennessee. 
So I think we either lose to Tennessee or A&M that gets you to that four and four. So I, I, I will take back what I said earlier about getting swept. One of them is going to sweep us. Okay. So you're thinking but, five and three, five and three last yeah, year. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, you know, looking at what you just said right now, five and three is not completely unattainable. All right. Now it's that we've not, gone through it in, in the chat, share what you think our, our record will be. I'm seeing two and six. I'm seeing three and five. Um, I'm thinking probably four and four. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So, you know, we got people saying that, that Auburn will win against Vandy and Ole Miss, and that's it. I can't see Auburn only winning two of their last eight. I think they steal. They get a win at home. They're going to play Tennessee, Missouri, and Alabama at home. I can't. I cannot see them losing all three of those games. No way. And Ole Miss. And Ole Miss. Yeah. So well, I mean, we, you, we've got... already said no. That somebody said there's a wins against Vandy and Ole Miss. That's it. They think that's oh. all Auburn will get. I think Auburn will pick up two more because I don't see that I don't see them losing all three of those other home games. I got you. I just yeah, if don't. You go, if you go, if you win three out of four of your last four home games and beat Vandy on the road, like there okay, you go. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Then that puts us at what eleven and 7? eleven and seven in the conference. Um, and let's see, uh, four twenty one twenty one wins, twenty one regular season wins. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. That's fine. Um, and then I don't think we do anything in the postseason, badly, at this moment. Right. Just yeah. because away from Neville, we're not great. We're not great. Um, can we and, score and, with Alabama? At home, I think we could beat anyone. We could beat yeah. anybody in college basketball in Neville Arena. That place is going to be very, very electric with game day coming there. Uh, it, you know, Alabama being ranked in the top four, your rival – uh, it being at home, it's going to be, it's going to be very, very electric. So yes, I think we can. Yep. All right. C red says six and two. Luke says four and four. James says six and two. Leanne says five and three. So we got, we got some, some people looking at a glass half full as well, but yeah, I, I'm going to say four and four right now. Uh, Crawdaddy saying, honestly, UK hasn't played great at Rupp this year. I haven't looked into that, but cool. I hope that's the case. If that's the case. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a shot there. That'd be awesome. I mean, Kansas beat them, and uh, and Kansas didn't look all that great today against Iowa State. So from week to week, Kentucky seems to be figuring it out, but they really didn't look phenomenal on the road against Ole Miss this week either. So we'll see. I mean, I, I tell you what, you win that game Tuesday at AM. You, you got a good opportunity to go five and three down the stretch and That's win right. 12. So, you know, it's week to week. But I guess what I've been saying all the way to this point, what do we expect to change? I think we are what we are at this point. So A&M had our number. They knew exactly what we were running. Buzz Williams was relaying that to his defensive players when they were on that end of the floor. Yep. And they locked us up. That's got to change. There's got to be some sort of element of surprise or unpredictability needs to occur or because Buzz, Buzz Williams, you know, he has his number right now. Wes asks, do you think Auburn falls out of the top 25 after this performance? I would guess yes, but the fact that it's against the number two team and you only lost by three, like maybe, maybe you stay in on the road. You won, you won impressively Wednesday night. So you got that one belt under your, you got that one win under your belt. 
So it all comes down to do you drop out of the top 25 because they penalize you for losing by three against the number two team in the country on the road? And I think it's all going to depend on what everybody else does around us. There's just so many voters that don't put us high as we should be. Well, so, you know, the, the cl- clown Joseph Goodman, who is just a, a renowned clown throughout the country, refused to even rank Auburn when they were ranked 15th in the country. He didn't even and have Bruce them goes on his podcast all the time. I, I, I'm I like, would, Bruce, I would stop it. I wouldn't let him get 20 yards of Neville Arena. I'd, I'd put a red, I'd put a code red on him if he even touched down near Jordan Hare. He, he's he's got a personal vendetta. That's what bothers me. Look, I, facts are facts, and people that vote because of, of facts driven and Auburn's net and how many teams they've played. I get it. That's fair, right? If they drop out of the top twenty-five, that's fair. But when you're sixteen and three and number fifteen in the country, and just to be an ass, you don't per, you don't personally vote somebody in to prove a point. You shouldn't have your vote. You shouldn't have voting privileges. When you make it personal, there's a personal vendetta. It should it should be stripped, and it, it bothers me. I mean, I get coaches doing that in the coaches poll because you know they they want it, but he he's an idiot, and you know that John Wilner's another one that does the same thing. It's like they get butt hurt because Auburn fans tweet at him and say things to him, so they want to prove a point. Now, granted, if he doesn't put him in their top twenty five now, that's fair. But not when they were the 15th team of the country and only had one SEC loss, and he just does it just just to be a jerk, you know. I mean, I I, I can't stand that. It, it is it is an absolute unprofessional, and it makes the rest of the the uh, profession look like a joke when you do that and you let things get personal. Well, I hate it when voters do that, and I hate it when voters just well, I'm just copying Ken Palm. And like, why are you voting? Yeah, don't that, that's lazy. There's some of these people that don't even bother to look at the stats or look at the records of these teams. I'm telling you, it happens. Never mind. I get it. You can't watch every game. You can't. Well, but there, look, there was uh, look. there's somebody that that says, "Well, I just I based my soul mainly off of Ken Palm," and they didn't have Auburn ranked. And I'm like, Auburn's twentieth. What do you mean? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's a lie. I mean, and then the more people. I mean, I get it. Auburn against AP top 25 teams. I, the whole argument, Goodman's argument was, tell me a team that Auburn's beat that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. Well, I could tell you there's four right now that, that they have. So, you know, they're, they're yeah, projected. There were people in front of Auburn, or he, he put everybody in front of Auburn, that, like, didn't have any quality wins either. Exactly. Like, that it didn't have a win against some. That, that's when you know it's personal. That's when you know there's no data to back it up and the guy's just being a tool. And at some point, I wish that, you know, there was some accountability there to, to you know, and if, if Bruce keep going on his podcast, I mean, I remember, I, I, I'm just a different breed. When Lee Corso back you're in just, the day. You just felt different. Yeah, when Lee Corso back in the day was absolutely ripping on Auburn in the late 80, like 89 or 90 and saying things about Auburn was ranked too high. And just so Pat Dye, Corso's on the ESPN show. And Pat Dye tells them, that's why you're not coaching anymore. That's why you failed at Florida State and you're on the you're on the set and on the booth because you don't know what you're talking about. And Lee Corso shut his mouth. <laughs> I'm tired of that. People people allow you to get pushed around that don't know what they're talking about. Bruce Pearl should not go on his show. Or if he goes on his show, make him feel a little uncomfortable. Let it get a little awkward. Scandalous says somehow it's Auburn's fault that Arkansas sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, that that that's that's uh 
that's another thing. I mean, that's a team that's going to end up in the tournament. You mark my words, they will. Uh, they'll end up being in the tournament. For some reason, the voters love them. Uh, you know, they love, oh, they love Musselman. They, they love, love Musselman. You know, Arkansas gets a lot more latitude and, and leeway than Auburn does. It's just because of historical. And I get it. You got to earn that. But let, back, let's back be fair about it. Let's be fair about it and just call call it what it is and don't try to hide behind it. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll take a few more questions or comments. Um, I'm all fired up now, and I don't know what I'm going to do to calm down. Uh, I can't <sighs> help you there. I know, dude. I don't know. I can't help you there. Um, all right. The comments are slowing down, so we'll just chill. Uh, all right. So moving forward, I think I, I, I don't feel good about Texas A&M on Wednesday. I just feel bad about it. But I feel weirdly confident about Alabama next week. I do too. Um, again, because of that playing at home and the crowd and game day and all those factors that go into it. I mean, let's be honest. I know sometimes I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I remember the last thing I saw and I overreact. Auburn's still what? 17 and five and seven and three in the conference. They're not a bad basketball team. We're not talking about a, a team that's 10 and 11 that Alabama's right. coming into face Saturday, right? We're talking about a team that's lost one game at home has been in the top 25 the whole season, shot it as about as poor as you could shoot it in a college basketball game. I have been watching college basketball since the late 70s, and the shot selection today was as horrible Bad. as I've seen it. And they lost by three on the road. So I, I almost I mean, hate it when those like logo shots from Wendell go in, especially early. I'm like, oh, no. Because you know be that like, he's oh, going to feel it, yeah. He's going to be overconfident the rest of the game. And, like, yeah. Jared could – I just trusted Jared so much more when he did that stuff, when Harper would do that. And like, okay. Because guess right. what he would do the next time down the floor? He'd go to the top of the key and do this with his head and then dribble drive right by you because you, you sprinted out at him. And he was so good around the rim for being 5'11". I mean, he dunk. Right, he was explosive. So he was very, very smart. And he said, "Okay, they're going to come out at me. They're going to run at me now because I hit that three, and he would blow right by you." That's Samir right. Dowdy would do the exact same thing. He'd hit some threes. They'd start extending on him, and he'd put it on the floor, score, and do the, little, that. do the little, right? sh- do the little shimmy right when he was done. It never so. in Dowdy. Glennis with a very level-headed take. Yes, if this Glennis. UT is the second best in the country, we're fine. But I think the problem is, if we're all being – that's a great take, by the way, Glennis. But I think we're all in agreement that they're not. But they're still a top Uh, ten. Yeah. Yeah. So a top ten on the road by three, when you you play about as poor as you can play from the offensive side of the ball, whoo, maybe that'll help me. Um, Can you get Goodman on your podcast? Do it. Do it, Zach. Get him on there. Let's – just, just be friendly and invite him on. Say, hey, I want to talk college hoops with you, man. You, you do a podcast. Come on my show. I'm sure he'd big time me. Well, and then we try okay. screen him. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Daryl Hugby, we'll give you some love, buddy. Uh, DAP sixty four ten D A P P sixty four ten on Twitter. Uh, Monday morning at 710, we'll have a lot to talk about with our good friend Ben Taylor on Auburn Opelika this morning on News Talk WANI. Uh, it's always fun. We'll have, we won't be talking no pro football, although the Super Bowl is coming up. We may preview that a little bit. We'll talk a lot of college basketball. Yep, no question about it. If you're uh, still here and you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. We're getting closer and closer to 10K subs. 
think we passed 9,600 yesterday. Very, very cool. Very humbling. Thank you so much for all that. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. And we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.